Welcome to Psychic Sisters. We are two souls on a mission to demystify what it means to be psychic. I'm Gabrielle and this is my soul sister Cass. And if you're ready to understand what being psychic really means, come join us weekly because psychicness isn't out of this world, it's grounded in ourselves. And honestly, we are so sick of the lies, the misconceptions and the misconstrued nature of what they say it is. So come learn the truth with us and let yourself be psychic. Hey, hey, tribe, and welcome back to our new podcast. I'm so grateful that you are here. I'm pretty excited to jump in today with Cass because we are going to talk about my absolute favorite topic that I seem to talk about all the time, (laughs) but it is the misconceptions behind being psychic. So Cass, Mm -hmm. do you want to start us off? Absolutely. Well, firstly, I think let's just sort of bridge us into how we've decided to rebrand this oh, podcast yeah. <laughs> Be purely because obviously both of us being psychic we've really noticed that there are obviously a lot of misconceptions out there that we really want to address which is why we thought this would be the perfect kind of like relaunching episode to really give you guys a bit of an idea of what it's like being psychic and hopefully to just demystify some of the beliefs you might already have because I'm sure you've heard us speak about it before but all of us are psychic Mm -hmm. and we really want to hopefully empower you and teach you to really tap into that psychic nature that you already have. Yeah. And I think what's really important, I think we should talk about is when we last were on this podcast, I was psychic and Cass didn't really like Mm. say she was psychic. (laughs) She just kind of has been on a journey of learning from quite a few different people I guess yeah absolutely yeah I think um so when Gabrielle and I met 12 months ago I had no idea that I was psychic I was obviously in my spiritual space running my business um I was a tarot reader but just thought that reading tarot was about reading the cards and I think obviously you know Gabrielle's been a huge influence in this space um and then obviously just working with some other teachers and guides sort of throughout this 12 months and I know like Gabrielle what nine years you've kind of been in this psychic space we worked out last night yeah so it's been a long time I've been here yeah so I feel like (laughs) I feel like this is going to be a really amazing podcast an opportunity for us to really talk about in my opinion two different I suppose not versions, but we're at two totally different spaces within our journeys and to let you guys know what it's like for me, like just stepping into the space and owning it. Cause I know a big part for me has been actually just owning the fact that I am psychic and I've had a lot of witch wounds and stuff come up in the last six to eight months um, that I've really had to work through to actually have the confidence to say I am psychic. Yeah. And I think, so many people perceive psychic development to be more than what it is, which is building the muscle to trust that you're already intuitive. Mm. Like it really isn't much more complicated. Yes, we learn about opening and closing our chakras. If you go back to like, I'm a traditionalist, okay? So Mm. one thing we should probably (laughs) speak is that I grew up in the traditional like old school psychic way. So like through the like Arthur Finlay and the traditional psychic schools that people travel to to learn from. 
though I don't really live in that society anymore and I'm stepping out of that because I believe it is a limitation because we are in the age of Aquarius mm. and energy is energy and it gets to be fast and you get to evolve as quickly as you want. Like I work with some clients who literally within two weeks of working with me are connected to their guides, believe in everything they're receiving mm. and like shift their whole quantum realities. Yeah. So yeah, and Cass is coming in in this new age taught by people from the Aquarius energy who are fast movers, right? Yeah, and, and that's obviously how I'm teaching as well because while I not may not be branding myself as a psychic development teacher like yourself, like I am helping my clients tap into their intuitive nature and connecting with their guides. And I think that's really beautiful, um, I suppose, comparison of just how we're both sort of coming at this but ultimately getting the same results. Yeah. That. Definitely. So yeah, we want to talk about some of the misconceptions today because like I said, it's going to be a really opening um, conversation for us. So I think one of the biggest things I've really noticed is um, now that I'm confident enough, if someone says, what do you do? What do you do for work? I'm like, well, I'm a psychic um, and, a, and a coach. And a lot of people, the first thing that they will say is, well, what am I thinking? Yeah. And I think even people that are in my life who've been with me on my journey mm. over the last nine years still constantly go oh what is my energy saying today or what's my auric field look like or mm -hmm. where are my guides and what are they saying and I'm like well I don't walk around reading people yeah. all the time yeah um, I think that's probably it. yeah that's the first thing we really want to talk about is the fact that as a psychic you just get to be yourself you get to um, only really read your energy. And I think that's one thing that I've really focused on. Again, I've obviously only been in this space for say 12 months and I really just want to come back to my own energy and really just focusing on myself all the time. And I think that for me, hundred percent being psychic, is psychic, and I'm sure you agree is just about reading our own energy. Honestly, guys, we don't really care what you're doing or thinking and this even extends further to the people who constantly speak to the energy outside is chaotic mm. and i really bring all my students back to the 12 universal laws if you don't know what they are reach out to me on instagram or like email me whatever floats your boat right because it is a pivotal way of understanding life so if we look at just one of these laws everything that is reflected on the inside is mirrored on the outside so if you are currently chaotic on the inside, of course the outside's gonna be chaos. I can walk down the shops, I can go to a street, mm. I can be in the city and be fine because I'm completely grounded and closed off and centered myself, not even from the outside energies, but I just know myself so well that if it's chaos outside, it's chaos inside. Yeah, and I think that's been probably the major development within my life over the last 12 months is the fact that I, and even just my my journey into spirituality was that I was chaos inside. And the, so therefore I was constantly in an energetic state of chaos. And really all I've been working through in the last 12, even before that, has been about really coming back to myself because I couldn't even go to the shops. I even struggled 12 months ago um, because I was unknowingly at that stage, obviously really stepping into my psychic gifts. If I was out and about and obviously I wasn't closed, I was constantly open. Um, it felt chaotic and I was riddled with anxiety being around people because obviously I was unknowingly tapping into um, the chaos within me and it was sort of projecting out. Yeah. And I think what we should probably break down is what is being open and being closed. Mm. And I think like Cass and I do this two separate ways, but the biggest thing that you must know is being open or being closed is a human 
conception. Mm. Like it is something we create within our physical body. If you walk around and go, when I hold black tourmaline, I am closed. When I walk around holding clear quartz, I'm opened. That's great. It doesn't matter what the metaphor is, but you have to believe that because your energetic body is going to mirror what you tell it. You are in control of your energy. Your energy is not in control of you. If the practice is I'm open when I sit on this green cushion, which was actually my practice for a really long time, and I'm closed every time I'm not on said cushion, I'm cool. Yeah, I think I always say this intention is so powerful within anything that we do. So I know for me, um, I still have particular crystals that I always carry around with me that I have as like my protection stones. They're like basically they're in my handbag so that as soon as I walk out of the door, like I'm like, okay, I'm protected. Even though I've closed down, even though I've done everything else, um, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a lover of crystals and just know how powerful they are. So a hundred percent, everything is based upon how much that you believe in it. Yeah. And I think that's such a big part of being psychic is building that trust muscle as we spoke about before. Yeah. So I don't know. I think maybe I'll share like what my like opening and closing process is. Yeah. If you like that, just to give you a bit of an idea of what we're actually talking about, because if you feel like right now or that you are psychic or that you're sort of stepping into this more intuitive nature, then you're most likely constantly open, which is what I was made aware of um, 12 months ago. And so for me, this is like a whole grounding process. This is what I take my clients through and what I do on a daily basis, where I basically just go through starting from my like top chakra, my crown chakra, and just imagine that everything is sort of like closing up. For me, I can all... I can honestly basically feel the energy around my chakra closing up until it's about the size of like a 20 cent piece. And I just sort of make my way slowly down and I use this like coffee plunger analogy too, where I just imagine that all of the stagnant old, you know, unnecessary energy is sort of seeping back out of my body. And then I feel that energy sort of ground back into mother nature. And so that's kind of like how I'm closing myself. And then it's almost like an the opposite Mm. when I then want to like open so I sort of start at the root open that energy center that chakra center back up get to the crown and then sort of like expand it to a cone where Mm. I'm connecting into um the the collective consciousness yeah do you see those chakras in front of you and behind you um I don't really necessarily see them when I do Mm. this so mine's more of a feeling sensation that's always worked really well for me like I honestly feel like my entire like energy center around there just like almost shrivels up that's mm-hmm. a feeling thing for me being like clairsentient it's quite a strong gift of mine yeah do no. you see see i see the opening and closing though i'm not really clairvoyant like clairvoyance isn't my favorite claire mm-hmm. by any stretch of the mean and that's pretty much a very traditional ascent like starting at the bottom working to the top is very like an arthur finlay there the predecessors of that concept right so but what's so interesting is I start the other way. I start out in the stars because I'm always <laughs> floating up and down and then I ground down into the root chakra. So like there really is no right or wrong. It's just about figuring out what works for you because I know so many of my clients, um, we work on making their own practices that work mm. because like I think the biggest misconception is psychicness is a gift you're born with and those people figured it out when they were like eight years old. That's not the truth. Mm. We all figure it out as we just figure it out. Like, there is no rules. 
Yeah, I th- and I think uh, not even just being psyche, just the spiritual space, everyone has this misconception that there is a right or wrong way. Mm. And I just really, I, I stand by the fact that this is all individual. Like if you feel like it works for you, then fantastic, do that. Because it, it in a way, it's really just your soul's expression coming out. Yeah. So if you're kind of listening to this and you've already got a practice, don't feel like you need to change it in any way because if it is working for you, then that is fantastic. Yeah, and I think let's expand on that because Mm. I think so many people are like, oh, like I want to be psychic or intuitive or spiritual, so I'm going to get up in the morning at 5 a.m. I'm going to meditate. Well, here's the number one biggest misconception that I see on a constant fucking basis. Excuse my French is that meditation isn't psychic development. Mm. So you can't really develop being psychic through sitting down and following someone else's voice. If they're not leading you through an opening and closing practice and not allowing there to be space for your guides to step in and step out, because I think so many people perceive that our guides are in control of life, right? Yeah. Mm. But the truth is, I always use the analogy of we hold the Xbox controller and if we press A, our guide steps forward. If we press B, they step back. If we like press all the buttons at the same time, it's an emergency control and all our guides come in and they give us a healing energy. Mm-hmm. Like, But we have to press the buttons. We have to be in control. Yeah, I think we are sort of having this conversation last night because um, something that Gabrielle and I are doing now that we're living together is really spending quite a lot of time sitting, channeling and connecting a lot. And... You know, I'm obviously a huge advocate for meditation because it's something that has changed my life so much. But for me, there's almost what I've had to realize is, and something I received from my guides last night was there are two types of meditation. There is what Gabrielle and I like to do where we sit around and we do channel and connect. And and I think we saw that that is the psychic sort of nature, but then there is just normal meditation that needs to be done for mindfulness if you're like me and struggles with an extremely overactive mind Mm. because you have to have a clear mind in order to be psychic so you do need to have the skill of meditation and Mm -hmm. meditating is a skill right yeah so you have to first graduate from being able to clear your mind Mm -hmm. if you're like me and don't really think (laughs) then you're there right and i think that's what's always made my journey easier in becoming psychic I don't, I don't really overthink a lot of things. Yeah. And I'm, but I'm coming from the complete opposite where I basically connected with my guys last night and they're like, your mind is so overactive because you haven't been meditating. You've only been doing psychic work for probably about six months or more at least where I haven't really done a deep dive meditation. That's really clearing my, not, it's not about clearing your minds, but it hasn't allowed me to center into my thoughts more. Yeah, and let me explain why these have to be different. So I now, from this moment forward, will call a meditation a meditation Mm. and a psychic activation a psychic activation. Yeah, A psychic activation is based on energy because being psychic is energy. If you sit in a meditation that's like, allow the energy from the heavens run down through you, that is a psychic activation because you're working with energy because psychicness is just reading energy, no matter if it's mediumship, the Akashic records, if it's connecting to your guides, connecting to the Plato's or the Octurians, if it's connecting to like source Gaia energy, it doesn't matter. Psychicness is just reading energy, a definition mm. of psychic energy work. Yeah. Meditation for the mind to calm yeah. the body. Absolutely. Yeah. So I know for me, that was one of the yeah big downloads got last night. And so I actually took the time this morning to find a completely different meditation that I haven't listened to for a while because I literally just had to sit and try and calm 
my thoughts and I noticed how much resistance almost there was. I mean, at first start, my guide was standing beside me like, hey, like we're here, let's connect. And I'm like, no, like I actually really need this practice right now. I can come in and do my psychic work later. So I get if you're listening to this and you're potentially kind of feeling like there is a lot of overwhelm in your mind, maybe you're not quite ready to really diving into the psychic practice and you just need to be doing some type of like mindfulness meditation. That is what I'm like, that is probably one of the first things I try and get my clients into because I find a lot of them are still really struggling with those overactive minds because something Mm -hmm. I talk about a lot. Yeah, and that's where like I think you talk about the mind more and I talk about the emotions. Like I do a lot of emotional work like to be Mm. a clear conduit we have to be a clear channel Mm. and what flows through the channel is our energy and motions which are our emotions right yeah so learning to be able to live with your emotions and be able to express them in like a safe environment and like for yourself is such an important part so i think so many people think that psychic development is sitting down meditating but the truth of it is is getting your mind right Mm -hmm. getting your feelings right creating actual physical space in your life Mm to receive these downloads make sure your energy is good too like what are you eating how are you sleeping do you feel aligned if you're stressed your energy is such at a low vibration point there's no point in connecting like when shit hits the fan i may as well do breath work because my guides can't help me because my vibration isn't going to be high enough to connect your vibrational status is very much linked to how amazing you are going to be connected psychically today. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I feel like I just want to like sort of tap into that because the way in which I really understand this whole thing is that obviously, and tell Sorry. me if you <laughs> tell me if you don't agree, but like our guides are sort of sitting up there in that kind of like 5D, 6D energy, right? Up, 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 up. We are obviously down here in the 3D. And so we need to raise our vibration and they almost kind of need to lower themselves to our vibration to really meet and connect, right? Is that how you feel? Yeah, I'm just not a fan of the word 3D, 5D. That's okay. So this is just my, how I explain it, how I um, interpret it. So this is why I think that the mindfulness meditation is amazing because that allows you to um, sort of, in my opinion, to start really raising that vibration because an overactive mind um, is chaos. And this takes us back to the very beginning where we were talking about how like if you're chaotic within yourself, so is your energy, so is your external world. If you can find peace within your mind and within your body and your own energy, then it honestly just flows out everywhere else. And that's where the connection piece becomes really easy. Yeah. And I think the only reason I don't like the word 3D and 5D, I might just run on this because it's a misconception, is that people believe to be psychic, we must live in the 5D. Mm. I just want to tell you, the more you escape your physical body to the 5D, the harder it is for you to be intuitive and live in the world and to live through your messages. Because we receive messages for a reason to be activated in the 3D, to be activated in this human energy. And that, like, the 3D and the 5D is no different than talking about a different type of energy wave. So if we bring that concept down to what it actually is, like, are you sad, human, 3D? Mm -hmm. Are you a human living in the 4D, which is, like, some level of, like, peace and contentment Mm -hmm. are you in the 5d which is like i have excessive energy yeah i know i can connect to anything i want i'm in complete control of my life that to me makes sense but all i ever heard in the nine plus years of being psychic is i live in the 5d i actually don't really function in the 3d world i don't want to 
intuitively pay my taxes or I don't want to be conceived as just the human who's living. Mm. But we're here to live. We're here to receive messages and we're here to act on those messages and to be a high vibrational being so we can manifest the reality of our dreams. Yeah, no, I love that. And I feel like, I don't know, spiritual bypassing was just kind of coming to mind with all that kind of... So much. Yes, so much. Like we are here to enjoy this human experience. I think that's really what the point is that we want to get across is that just because you're psychic doesn't mean that life has to be like this woo-woo experience that's completely out of this world. Like we get to be psychic and live a, you know, quote unquote, normal life because ultimately, like I said, we're all psychic and this is just a beautiful way that we get to live. Yeah, and I think so many people expect psychics to read the future or to get Mm. really big messages. Like the most important messages I get are really subtle, like drink more water, eat more fruit, maybe stop working so much, maybe just lie down on the floor right now. Yeah. Like those messages actually remind me that I'm choosing in that moment to live in chaos. And the messages we generally receive for our everyday life bring us back to peace because we're not here to live, die, pay the bills and repeat. Like we get to be more, see more, have more fun, express more. Yeah, but that's it. I feel like being psychic is just a way that we get to express a more, you know, fuller expression of of our soul and our soul's gifts. So no, we don't predict the future. That's one of the biggest like like I don't know misconceptions that I seem to get like people as soon as I tell them I'm psychic they're like 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 what's going to happen in my future and I just I don't know for me I think being psychic is just so much more than that yeah and I think so many people go to psychics when they're at a point of breaking point right Mm. but being a psychic for yourself is like I don't ever get to breaking point Mm. not that never but like a lot less than I used to yeah Because if you're going to a psychic every six months, the call is for you to sit down in front of a psychic is to become psychic yourself, to start tapping back into your body, like eating healthy, looking after yourself, because these are the things you have to do to be psychic. You actually have to fucking put everything first. You have to put yourself first because your energy, you have to have a high vibe energy in order to read energy. And if you're reading your own energy and it's low, you've got to do something about it because tomorrow, if you have a reading, like say I've got an Akashic Record reading, it'd be like, freak out, like shit, I have a reading. What what am I going to do today to raise my vibration? Yeah, that's going to keep you accountable. And I think something that just came to me very clearly then was the fact that like, tell me if you don't agree, like, when people come to me for a reading, I'm very rarely telling them something that they don't already know. Yeah, 100%. And we're here as... Oh, I just got so many shivers. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're here to help people align back to the path. And we all know our paths. We all know our blueprints. We all know our stories. We all know why we're here to incarnate, right? We're just here to realign people to that. Yeah. And to allow themselves to have faith in that mission and that purpose. And mm. there is sometimes that I have predicted the future and I get messages all the time. Yeah, same here. Right? But it's not about predicting the future. It's not being like your knight in shining armor is going to ride down on a horse and come and save you because everyone comes to psychics at breaking point. And Mm. I think that's the culture I'm sick of because it's mimicking our actual culture, which is we live in an unwell society where we pay to get healthy. What happened if we lived in a healthy society where we didn't have to pay to get healthy. See, I think all these things mirror each other on such a big level. Anyways, this is a complete off topic <laughs> conversation. No, but, it, but no, but it's so true. I, I, I love that. And I think just on that, yes, like we're not saying that 
we're not going to be able to tell you something about your future, that we're not going to bring you clarity. But I think that we want to empower you with the point of there's a good chance that you can already see what path is in front of you intuitively, psychically. And yes, it's fantastic to receive this guidance from someone else, but you can find this clarity and these answers within yourself as well. We all have that gift. Yeah, but it is a big lesson. And like a lot of my students say to me, like, I really just worked with you to learn to sit with myself. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm unteaching you everything you learned from the time you were sick that you couldn't go to the toilet when you needed to in school and you had to eat when you were told and you weren't allowed to be your full expression because that was breaking the rules, right? Mm. So it's a deep unlearning of connecting back to self and connecting away from society standards and rules. Oh, which I'm so passionate about. I am. No, I know. <laughs> Don't even know. get me started. Um, but I feel like I want to talk a little bit about protecting ourselves and our energy because I think that's one big thing that has really changed my life through this whole whole process and I'm sure that it's something that you probably take you know I know I take my clients so it's like the first thing I'm all right guys like let's talk about spiritual hygiene Mm -hmm. um that's what I call it and I because I think that a lot of people as well feel that when they get in this space they're going to be attacked or that there's going to be um negative energy around them like and i just i feel like that's not the case like no i'm just sorry i can't even keep a straight yeah. face um so can we break this down even yeah. further can we just start in the concept of astral traveling like yeah. can i just please <laughs> rant at you for two minutes so um let's imagine that there is a jar of skittles and they smash it on the floor okay these are the representations each skittle of your lives in other dimensions these other dimensions can do anything they want. So maybe they are off fighting a internal war and things like that. Our soul may go and visit another representation of our astral realm that we are currently in, but Mm -hmm. our soul is not going to then fight a battle. Mm -hmm. If we're choosing to go and visit our other astral bodies and our astral souls, it's a choice. The deepest point that I'm saying with this is let's start our spiritual hygiene at the point of you do not need to leave your body yeah because it's this huge misconception that we get no choice but everything in this life has dictated to us that we get a choice yeah how we live in our vibration how we choose to connect how what job we have like everything in this world is actually a choice we have freedom we have the freedom to do whatever we like so also deciding if that serves you or not like if you do feel like you need to be part of the hero's journey and go fight those wars go do that but also know you don't need to yeah and I, I think as well just understanding that again like you are human ultimately you are here living this human experience right now and so you do just get to be within your own little energetic bubble and I think that's why you know we spoke about the opening and closing to begin with because closing down and really just keeping your energy to yourself is going to you know quote unquote protect you from anything outside of yourself that might you know hinder your humanness yeah and like we came here to be human in this human vessel why are we escaping what is so bad about your current life that you feel Mm. you must escape like that is a really important question if you feel like and i've met so many people who i will not communicate with because they believe 
at some soul level that this human body is the waste of a life Mm. and they want to just be over there in another astral life so deeply that they've lost themselves and i go this life is also important why would you plant yourself here and not grow yeah well, i mean they're obviously missing the core reason why their soul decided to reincarnate yeah that's mm. really sad yeah Anyways. but we ain't about that around here okay we are here to help you live this beautiful human experience as the psychic baddie that you are because you are all psychic yeah, and I think let's go talk about like, like I originated being a medium, right? And mm. so many people, I even got a message on the weekend from a past client. She's like, I think there's something around me and mm. was like really fearful. And I was like, oh, like if there is anything around you, it's just like a really young soul who didn't want to go to heaven. I don't like that word, mm. but go to the beyond, right? Yeah. And they just get stuck here, but they're not going to hurt you. Yes, I really want to talk on that because I think that again, this is why I sort of feel like I was broaching into this topic. A lot of people think that, okay, I'm going to um, step into my psychicness and there's going to be spirits around me and I'm not going to be able to sleep because they're just going to be always hindering me or, you know, there's dark energy out there and they're draining me or they're going to hurt me. Um, you're in control. Yeah. And I think I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to quickly tell my story mm. if that's okay. Yeah. So how I stepped into being psychic was I was in year 11 And my mum was so lost on what to do with me any longer. This is my truest story, guys. So she took me to see a psychic. Anyways, I walked in the door. She is actually um, still someone I see maybe every two years now. Um, Love her. She's a great psychic. Anyways, I walked in and she's like, oh, did your friend pass away? And I was like, pardon, what do do we mean? And she's like, oh, you've got like a young man here with you. And I was like, what young man? (laughs) Anyways, and I did. I had a young being attached to me. And when he did leave and she asked him to leave and that's how simple it is mm-hmm. like hey buddy it's like this is not your place this is not your time this is not your incarnation you can't live vicariously through someone else please leave which i could have done at any time if i was hyper aware of what i was doing or mm-hmm. was it eat at all tapped in but we had a soul blueprint for me to like be in a dark place so my mother took me to see a psychic Mm-hmm. Right, he made me question life so deeply that he opened up this intuitive world for me. He was my soul contract. Mm. So when there are ever a soul, and if they do ever hang out, I won't call it hang out because it's more like a hanging out situation. Yeah, yeah. Hang out with you, right? It has to have a specific reason because all of this is planned, okay? Mm. So don't just think that Bob Joe is going to come down and tell you that he's horrible and just ruin your energy forever. It's not how it happens. Yeah, Everything has a specific reason and everything's happening for you and not to you. So this young man left and my energy did change. I became really light. I was really scared of dark. I slept on my mum's for a few weeks. But I think the reason I did that is because I never felt alone having this presence near me. Like I felt really safe and having him leave felt like I'd lost a friend. Mm. Um, But from that age is when I really got into psychicness, even though I was playing with Oracle cards from the time I was like five. Yeah. And I just sort of want to share a little bit on my own journey with that is because I was not in any way spiritual or really feeling into this psychic space and until 12 months ago I was actually 
not ashamed to admit this, but I was actually petrified of the dark. Um, and I didn't understand why until I yeah became or became aware of the fact I was psychic and realized that I have the power to say, hey, any spirits around me, can you please leave me alone? And that's one of the things that I really, again, noticed because I don't know, clients always seem to mirror my own things, but uh, a lot of people come to me sort of struggling with the with the same thing. And I, again, it's just about empowering yourself with the fact that you have control. So once I was like, hey, please leave me alone. Um, I'm aware that you're there, but right now while I'm trying to sleep or within my bedroom, you're not allowed here. It completely changed the game. I could be locked in a dark room now and have no problems because I am aware of my own energy and anything else that I feel might be around me, I know is not going to come out and get me because that's ultimately why we're afraid, right? We think that there's something that's going to get us, but that's just not the case. So again, I think I'm just sharing this because if you're feeling like, oh my God, I'm scared of the dark because I always think that something's going to get me, tell them to leave. I got so many, I feel like we need to do a ghost story, like quote unquote ghost (laughs) story episode because I have so many insane things that have happened to me, but I know now that if I just set up a boundary that I'm safe, I mean, I'm ultimately always safe, but I'm going to feel safe because I've set up that boundary. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like the one thing I want to say before I go to bed, because I'm at the whole opposite spectrum to you is like, you're like, please go away. And I'm like, Hey guys, like I would really like some like sleepy lavender energy. (laughs) Like, could you give me a healing while I go to sleep? Like I would really like to sleep super peacefully tonight. Just make sure that happens. And like, refresh all my chakras and cleanse my auric field so like we're on two different <laughs> energy spectrums but i like free reiki treatments from my guide on a daily yeah right look and i and i will sometimes but i'm in my in my view i'm like it's my bedroom i need you to leave me alone because i've had them recently probably like only a few months ago where i'd been open all day i've been doing readings and i'm lying in bed and like i feel like someone grabbed my foot And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, no, now is not the time. Please leave me alone. So again, like even now I still forget to like sort of set that boundary and I'm kind of just like got to snap back. See, I'm very, um, I think the thing that I differ to you is like before I do anything in my day or before I go to bed at night, it's like, I just check in with my intuition, not my guides. I can check in with my womb space, my gut Mm. feeling and be like, is there anything my guides really need to tell me tonight before I like do the next thing? Mm. and it's just a yes or no like my intuition will always answer so i think things like that happen when we don't trying to get my attention when we don't check in (laughs) um and that's what the biggest part of what i teach my students is fucking making time to do the work and receive the messages like sometimes my messages take five minutes sometimes they take an hour and a half sometimes i need a full meeting with all of my guides to run my business which can be a two hour initiated process Mm. um where snacks are involved (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yes yeah that's honestly it's a really good point because i think again a lot of us just think that we have to be sitting down in meditation to receive this no, because last night we were just chatting and I was like, oh, I figured out how to do the email thing. They just told me. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a lot of what we're really sort of, I mean, I'm again, I'm only just sort of stepping into that, but I'm just out and about throughout my day and it's kind of like, oh shit, okay, my guide's telling me something. Um, you don't have to be seated in this way. We really wanted to emphasize that there are two types of, in our opinion, two types of sort of meditations. You don't have to just be sitting down, though, to do this psychic work. This gets to be a way that you live. Except, this is my exception, yeah. the rule is please don't do it while you're driving. Yeah. 
Like, I just think it is a really important needed boundary. Like, we don't touch our phones, so we also don't do psychic work whilst we drive. Yeah, because I don't know, I I get distracted. We zone out all the time. I know when Gabby's in a meeting with her (laughs) guides because she's looking off into the distance and I'm sure at times I'm probably doing the same. Yeah, so just, like, make sure that you're actually present in your physical body as you receive your activations and downloads. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Cool, is that it? I feel like that might be all of the misconceptions that we have. Cool. Well, thank you for joining us for this week. We'll be back next week. Yeah. You know where to find us. If you also want to find us on Instagram, check us out at Psychic Sisters. Yes. Podcast. Yeah, it'll be Psychic Sisters, the podcast. All of the links, obviously, will be down below in the show notes. If you are not already following that page or following Gabrielle or I individually on Instagram as well, come check us out. We share our journey of being psychics and I think that's it. All right. We'll love you and leave you. See you soon. See you. Bye.